Dateline, 13th of May, 2013. Ooh, there's a lot of 13s in that. Uh, lucky. You know, Grant, my birthday is on the 13th of a month, so I'm not really superstitious. But welcome, folks, to the Ausdesk for episode 248. Grant, some familiar storylines this week. You want to kick it off with some Qantas news? Oh, mate, we love giving Qantas news. Uh, but unfortunately, at the moment, Deutsche Bank is slashing its full year earnings estimate for Qantas by more than 60% after Chief Executive Alan Joyce revealed last week it was doing it tough in the current Wait, 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 wait. Oh, stop, 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 stop the recording. He's saying he's doing it tough. I thought just a few weeks ago, Alan Joyce was saying everything was rosy after just before that, saying that, boy, if we don't do these mergers, we're going down. But he changes his story a lot, this guy. Well, you know, yeah, things were going bad if they did didn't do the uh, merger with uh, Emirates and create Emiru or Kafek. Then that was all pushed through and uh, yeah, suddenly we're seeing all sorts of increased bookings, primarily in domestic as uh, the Emirates um, internationals start being routed through uh, Qantas. But uh, just last week, it was just before the Ausdesk and I was going to throw away mention it, but we got sidetracked on other things. Uh, Joyce was uh, uh, talking up the uh, transformation of Qantas and how things were really changing with Emirates, but he had a little throwaway line about how... uh, you know, it was a bit of a, a hard slog in this current fiscal half. They were doing a bit of hard work in the second half of the year, which ends at the end of June. And when I read about that, I thought, oh, I think someone's getting us ready to hear some uh, news from Qantas. And sure enough, Deutsche Bank leapt all over it. And they've changed their prediction that the carrier would just make an $8.8 million profit for the second half of the year. And they're saying it's now going to be a loss of $135.8 million the second half of the year, which means the entire year uh, profit before tax forecast has gone from $232 million to $87 million. Still a profit, but nowhere near what everyone was expecting. Hmm, very interesting. I noticed he says down here that uh, there's cost impacts uh, involved uh, in what he calls the traditionally weaker second half of the financial year, uh, including $25 million in back pay to pilots and $50 million, uh, which is the cost of transferring its hub from Singapore to Dubai. I would have thought they would have already worked those figures into all the negotiations around that tie-up with uh, Emirates in the first place. It's interesting that they're coming out now as a separate item on the on the ledger. Well, as they say, mate, the devil is in the details and... Uh... Uh, it could be that they're still buried in the uh, linkage with Emirates and the restructuring to share routes and so on. But uh, maybe people have actually done a little scratching and found them in there. It's it's all part of the, the changes. Uh, it's not uncommon when you have a major change like this that you have to uh, take some one-off fees. But yeah, this one's uh, really hitting them pretty hard. So that's the estimates. That's the forecasts. We'll know more, of course, later this year when we get past the end of June. I don't think it's going to be as bad as last year where uh, only a few weeks before the end of the financial year, suddenly Qantas were talking about uh, major losses and hassles. Uh, that was sort of like, where'd that come from? So they do have a little bit of a, a history of doing this recently, but I don't think it's going to be that bad. And Deutsche Bank seem to agree. They're, uh, they're saying it's it's a um, adjustment and they're still keeping their hold recommendation on Qantas. They're not saying buy more, they're not saying sell, but they're saying hold steady and see what happens. Something else has been kind of funky for Australian Airlines, well, at least Virgin in Australia has been that Richard Branson's been in town. Yes, he has been. He's been doing the media rounds and uh, Grant, interestingly, although there's been lots of news with Virgin, you know, tying up with Sky West, you know, we've been talking about that the last few weeks. So Richard wasn't really here to talk about that so much. In fact, he was more here to plug uh, Virgin Galactic and all the cool things that he's got planned for that, which is really cool. But uh, a lot of journalists uh, over here were trying to draw him on other issues uh, more uh, local to our market and uh, Richard uh, wasn't really uh, 
keen to talk about it. I heard several radio interviews this week where people were asking him about such things as, you know, what do you think about the Sydney airports issue and what do you think about, you know, any given subject? And Sir Richard managed to turn it around uh, somehow to, to uh, talking about uh, Virgin Galactic and what they might do if he could ever get that up running. Uh, as he said, I hope it's within my lifetime and trying to build a picture in people's minds of taking off from somewhere like Perth and arriving in London two hours later, which would be about 20 hours quicker than the current flight. So, <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool. I'd be up for that. Yeah, but just don't forget, uh, as they say about ballistic transport, half the time the toilet's out of reach and the other half the toilet's not working. But uh, don't forget, though, mate, Branson was here to wave the flag and uh, work through the rebranding of SkyWest into Virgin Australia as Virgin Australia Regional Airlines. But uh, one of the things he did throw out, in addition to referring quite often to his favourite new project, of course, the Galactic Project, was the fact that uh, he's not above further selling down his stake in Virgin Australia. He recently sold 10% to Singapore Airlines last month. That was where that came from. He's not saying he'd, he'd definitely sell. He's not saying he wouldn't sell. So kind of interesting, that one. I think he's a pretty canny guy and uh, knows when to buy and when to sell. I think he's done pretty well out of Virgin. Absolutely. In fact, um, he's had varying uh, levels of uh, financial stake within that group over the years since it's been operating the last 10 or 11 years. And uh, you know, like he says, uh, it's, it's all about the brand more than about the stake. And as you say, Grant, I mean, uh, you know, he's obviously a, a proven winner when it comes to business, so I guess he knows what he's doing. Uh, also this week, speaking very highly of John Borghetti and his team, and uh, he's quoted here as saying, in fact, in an article here in the Australian.com.au, that uh, if we could duplicate John and the senior team at uh, Virgin Australia and place it into any Virgin company in the world, we'd love to do so. So uh, a big wrap there for John Borghetti. So I'm sure, uh, once again, the Qantas team that let him go would be uh, not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, there is that. And uh, of course, you could take the slightly cynical view, which is, yeah, talk it up, talk it up and uh, help sell out. It's always good to sell out when things are on a high. So, yeah, talk up the brand and talk up the man. But honestly, watching what's happening with Virgin Australia, I, I can see where he'd be pretty happy with Borghetti. Mm. Now, Virgin Australia Grant, a big customer of Boeing, and uh, Boeing has been in the news this week. An article here in australianaviation.com.au says that Boeing opens a new research and development centre right here in Melbourne, Grant. In fact, at Port Melbourne and uh, probably in the Fisher Bend area, which is uh, quite a, a big area for technology and development. And uh, good to see Boeing's been actually there for quite some time. And uh, they do some interesting things. They're making blended winglets, I think, amongst many other things. And uh, yeah, it's good to see that uh, a bit more research and development money is pouring into our economy. And uh, boy, do we need that sort of money coming in at the moment. That's for sure, mate. And the whole Fisherman's Bend area, just west of the city and just a bit further out around from the uh, Docklands area, that was uh, at one point a major airport there. A lot of uh, testing... Uh, the government aircraft factories were building aircraft there. Uh, there was all sorts of aviation-related work going on. And that's why you can still find the Defence Science Technology Organisation's Aeronautical Maritime Research Laboratory, the ARML, still in that location because uh, they were doing a lot of aviation-related work in that area. And while the rest of Melbourne's built up around it and the airstrip's no longer there, a lot of the uh, institutions such as Boeing and other groups are still there doing their building. Yeah, and it's an interesting area there. And I'll tell you what, Grant, if they, would, if they still had the airport there, then I think I would probably buy one of uh, an apartment in one of those millions of skyscraper apartment blocks they've got in that area as well. Oh, the viewing would be fantastic, but uh, I think if they still had the airport there, you wouldn't have those skyscraper apartment blocks in the area. Yeah, it would improve the area immeasurably, I can tell you. <laughs> anyway, Grant, besides it's too close to where I work, so we can't have that. So No, no, you can't have that. Now, Grant, what we've been producing the segment this week, I've been drinking this. Can you hear this? Do you know what that have, is? Have you been drinking a beer? 
No, better than that. It's one of the most perfect American foods known to mankind. It's a Yoohoo chocolate drink. Oh, my God. Uh, God bless America. That's all I can say. Yes, I found an American food importer over here. Did I mention that recently, Grant? They sell A1 steak sauce as well. Magnificent. <sighs> You're a happy boy. David is unhappy. He thinks I have no further use for him. But don't worry, David. I'm sure there's plenty of other things that you can buy and send over here for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's uh, non-food items. Actually, send um, more of these Yoohoo drinks. Fantastic. I think I bought out three crates of them and now the store is empty. There's <laughs> no hope for you. You know that. <laughs> oh, wonderful. You know the only other drink that's better than this when we go to America is a chocolate milk chug. Totally happy to leave all that to you. Never been a fan of Yoohoo's chocolate milk or things like that. I'll just, you, you have those and I'll keep sampling the local beers. You're a very strange man, McHeron. <laughs> and it's taken you how long to realize this? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to go away and ponder that until next week. I'm Steve Bisher. And I'm the beer drinking Grant McHeron. <laughs>